It is Wednesday, March 1st. I'm Scott Seiden. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Kane is able and a ranger. And a home favorite in the Big Ten loses. What's happening? Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Several wild finishes in college basketball today. The Rangers finally acquire Patrick Kane from the Blackhawks. And Damian Lillard's point prop was what? What is the Vegas lead, Scott? We'll start in basketball, and let's jump into college hoops because the conference tournaments are here. The calendar is flipped to March. It's March 1st. We can a beautiful time of year. We can it? officially call this March Madness. Yeah, it's it's upon us. Somewhere John Rothstein is saying this is March. The countdown's and, over. And it yeah. actually is March. Yeah. So congratulations, John. Uh, <laughs> and, and here we are. Uh, number three, Kansas. They win against Texas Tech last night, but... They don't cover. No. 67-63, the final. It was a dogfight for Kansas. They uh, they were blowing Tech out, and it felt like it, they were just going to cruise to an easy win. Uh, they were they, they were up nine points at halftime. Second half was all Texas Tech, though, and Kansas had to survive uh, that game. So that would have been – I mean, listen, we talked about it yesterday morning. Texas Tech was in need of a miracle to, mm-hmm. to be a, a tournament team at this point. That could have been that miracle – they don't get the job done. Kansas could ill afford to lose a, a a game like this because they're in the fight for the number one overall seed at this yeah. point. They'd love to play their games in St. Louis. Would be ideal for them or Kansas. I forget was it Kansas City or St. Louis, wherever the Midwest bracket is this year. I forget. But this was an important win for Kansas. They clearly kind of put it in cruise control at halftime. Didn't cost them, but damn well could have. Yeah, Midwest is in Kansas City, so if they are the number one overall seed, then they would, in fact, have that geographical uh, benefit. Uh, the latest bracketology from Joe Lenardi, which came out, I guess, early yesterday, so before last night's games, uh, he has Kansas as the one seed in the West, which is here in Vegas. So um, That would mean if... It, and I haven't looked at his, but did he, does it have Houston number one in the Midwest? Yes. That means Houston would be the number one overall pick, mm-hmm. or number one overall seed, because that's where that's the closest geographical yes. spot for them because it's it's Birmingham or no, not Birmingham. It's, it's Louisville, uh, Louisville mm-hmm. uh, and New York and here in Vegas are the other three spots. So for Houston, Kansas City is the preferred destination for them, too. So that that makes some sense. Well, it's going to determine how these – it's going to matter how these conference tournaments play out to determine ultimately what the committee does with the seeding when it comes to the field of 68 for the NCAA tournament. By the way, the official name, NCAA. It's not NCAA. It's not NC2A. Thank you. If you do voiceovers, you got to go, this is the NCAA tournament. You have to say that the A's like that. Okay. Uh, Marquette. They defeated Butler 72-56, so not a good senior night for the Bulldogs. No, uh, Marquette is just worlds better. And even on a night where they weren't playing their best ball, didn't seem to really be fully focused, they still dominated. Uh, I guess this this is the first time ever in Marquette history, that includes like Dwayne Wade days, <laughs> that Marquette has won an outright Big East title. So Shaka Smart said that to those guys in the locker room after the game, said, hey, in the history of Marquette, this is the first team to ever win an outright Big East title in the regular season. So uh, congrats to Marquette for getting that done. Big moment for Well, they also haven't been in the Big East that long. So I know it's it's a nice thing to say, but this isn't like Marquette was not in in the original Big East. You know, Marquette's been in the – revamped Big yeah. East over the past, you know, several years. But their best years were Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler, right? Those were Big East years, right? No. I don't think so, no. I, I Like, I, I don't know what year exactly it's – they came in around the same time Creighton did, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, it was when – so the, remember, uh, the Big East got decimated when um, 
way Syracuse left all the football teams left to go to the ACC and whatnot. And then it was pretty much, there was no more big East football, right? Big East football has gone. So the big East became the Catholic seven. And then they welcomed in a couple of other programs. They reached, you know, the Creighton's, the Marquette, yeah. DePaul, right? These are schools that they reached out to, to join the big East. Whereas, you know, the, and I'm talking about the Catholic seven, which is Villanova, Georgetown, St. John's, obviously those. Schools. So 2005 is when mm -hmm. they joined the big East, the, uh, the Dwayne Wade team, when they lost in the, uh, the national semifinal would have been two, uh, 03. So just a couple years before that, but still oh, Jimmy Butler, 2008 to 2011. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy Butler was in the big East. Dwayne Wade was not. So 2000, even then since 2005, you talk about being in a conference for 18 years. It's the first conference title that's a big deal for marquette that's like people a, that don't yeah, know the sport will see the banner and be like what's that you know that's always cool yeah no doubt so i'd be like wow like wow you won a big east title like uconn georgetown like the, the historic big east madison uh, square garden the biggest doesn't like to talk about georgetown anymore <laughs> <laughs> they, prefer, they prefer to pretend like georgetown's not in the conference but either way uh good win for marquette and a, a good accomplishment for them Tennessee took care of business. You know, I, I said yesterday, I don't trust them to score. Yesterday was a day that they were able to score 75 57 winner over Arkansas. Uh, Tennessee, again, they're, they're going to run hot and cold. They didn't shoot particularly well from outside. Uh, what they did do was get a lot of second chance opportunities and, and make the most of them. And they turned Arkansas over 16 times. That'll usually lead that's, to some that's easy a lot. buckets. So uh, a good win for Tennessee and a, t a tough loss for Arkansas, who is is on the bubble despite being like pretty, you know, pretty solid, uh, a pretty solid team analytically. They're, they're a real question mark on if they're going to make the tournament or not. Uh, Clemson fought back hard, came up short against Virginia. It was Virginia wins 64-57. The shocking result of the day was Indiana at home, about a five-and-a-half, six-point favorite, got bounced around between five and six all day. And Iowa came into town, Iowa, who struggles on the road. Indiana, well, Big Ten teams in general have been dominant on the road. Iowa, we talked about coming off a an incredible win where they, I think they scored like – I think they made five threes in the last minute of wow. game time against Michigan State to come back and get that win. Yeah, with the buzzer beater, of course. And so the, the – To send it to overtime. Yeah, the most dramatic win you could have, they come back and they absolutely bury Indiana, 90-68. to 68. Not a close game. Indiana was flat plus. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis came up big for them but wasn't even close to enough, so – uh, a big win for Iowa. Is the, Iowa in the big dance right now? Iowa's in the tournament, yeah. They'll be in the tournament. Okay. Is there any question before this big win? No, I don't think so. I think Iowa was safely. I, although Iowa struggled in the second half of the season, they built up a pretty good a pretty good lead. Although they do have a Q4 loss, which most good teams don't have. Uh, remember, they lost the, the, the game that was like, oh, how could they, they were, I think they were like a 21-point favorite. Oh, yeah, I remember and, that yeah. Now they've got uh, a Q1 win. Now they've got a Q1 win, a great win over Indiana. Yeah, Lenardi has them as an eight seed. The uh, the system, there was one play last the night. System. Boise State ended yes, up, sir. I want to say they closed two and a half, uh, hosting San Diego yep, State. closed two and a half. And, you know, San Diego State ranked 18th, Boise unranked. This was a game it looked like, I mean, Boise was struggling for most of this game. And with about six minutes left, San Diego State was capping off a 10-0 run. They were in full control of the game. And Boise said, nope, not today. They flipped hmm. the switch and really just kind of dominated the rest of the game. Max Rice was sort of a one-man wrecking crew for them. Uh, he ends up with 26 points. And the, he, he scored 12 straight points as part of a 14-0 Boise run to close out the game. San Diego State, I don't think they made a field goal for the last five and a half minutes of the <laughs> game. Do you think there was any other reason that the line moved from Pickham to minus three other than this was the system? Because it was minus three at Bookmaker when it closed. There was some mostly two and a half, but three at Bookmakers, that's quite a statement. It is quite a statement. I, I, I mean, I think it's just the home court advantage. I, I, I mean, I just think, the, the feeling that we're all betting on this, yeah. this system. Yeah. Well, and in general, I mean, in general, home court is so valuable now in college basketball. Like, especially as you get late in the season, it's incredible. Uh, all these teams are playing for something, and, you know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to have a dud performance Boise's on their home floor. 14 and one at home this season. Yeah. 
pretty unreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the loss was their first game of the season, if I'm not mistaken. And they haven't lost. They it. lost to South Dakota State the first game of the they season. They haven't lost yeah. at home since. So uh, Texas A&M 69, <laughs> Ole Miss 61. Nice. As Aggie takes care of business. And that closes out your top 25 games. And we've got a few for tonight, including, you'll be glad to know. Systems? Systems. Let's go. How about number 20, Providence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Go ahead. Three and a half point favorites uh-huh. hosting number 19, Xavier. That qualifies. That does qualify. Uh, so if you look, I, I generally like Providence in this spot anyway. I usually like to back Providence as a dog. But here at home, Xavier's not healthy. This is a good spot for Providence, in my opinion. Uh, Alabama, a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite uh, against Auburn. UConn, a 17-and-a-half-point home favorite against DePaul. DePaul's unranked, don't worry. Not a system play. Not a system play. Uh, Maryland is a two-point favorite. Now, this is interesting. A Big Ten team, Mm -hmm. two-point road favorite at Ohio State. Ohio State. We got to take the Buckeyes as home dogs, right? <sighs> you haven't watched a Buckeye game lately. God no, bless sad you. Modesto coaching. God bless you if you do. <laughs> Good luck to you. Uh, Conley uh, Odin pair. I think no, I, I don't yeah. think I don't think they're going to be suiting up tonight. Uh, Kentucky, a ten point favorite, hosting Vanderbilt. Pittsburgh minus four at Notre Dame. Kansas State minus six and a half, hosting Oklahoma. Here's another system play. Let's number, go. Number twenty two TCU. Minus two and a half, hosting number nine, Texas. Disrespectful. How are they going to be higher ranked than TCU at this point in the season? It's because they're a bigger brand name. Let's 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 show them what, let's show them who's who's a better team. You're frogging up today. Is that what you're saying? Let's, let's frog out. Plus, they're playing at the Ed and Ray Schollmeyer Arena. It, oh well, it, I mean, listen, it's guys. Be I'm telling you, Ed we have to, we don't we lose have at that to, place. We have to buy naming rights to an <laughs> arena. Come on. And the last game of the night to tip off will be Gonzaga. Hosting Chicago State. Why? So Chicago State is an independent. Yeah. They built their schedule with just random games all over the country. Chicago State, what a, what a place to be. I, I used to hoop up Chicago State. To their credit, Chicago State, like two years ago, was the worst program in college basketball, not even close. They're 11-18 and 18 this season. All their losses have been on the road. Now, mind you, as an independent who's basically saying, hey, can we pick up a game here and there? Almost yeah. all of their games are on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're 3-18 and 18 on the road out of 11-18 and 18 overall. But they're picking up this random game at Gonzaga. Seems like not an easy trip to make to Spokane, Washington from Chicago uh, for a meaningless game. But Chicago State's making the trip. Here's the question. Gonzaga. Just got their best win of the year mm-hmm. over St. Mary's. They've already clinched the They're spot. Only going to win by fifty. They've clinched the spot already in the in the uh, uh, West Coast tournament. They are. This game means zero means to their conference standings. Yeah, they are twenty-seven and a half point favorites. I say we play Gonzaga in the first half. Okay. I think because so. they're going to go. Up, they'll go up by twenty at the half. It's going to be like forty-six twenty at the half, and then they'll second call half the, call off the dogs. Literally, the, the Bulldogs, Bulldogs that they'll call I up. see what yeah. you did there. Yeah. We do have more conference tournaments getting underway uh, tonight, including the Big South. A.J. Longwood is your favorite <laughs> in the Big South. Who Longwood. do you like in that conference, Tony? Uh, I actually do like Longwood. They they seem to be the team to beat. This, this is a, a league that Winthrop has really kind of run the last couple of years. Uh, UNC Asheville is the one seed. They went 16-2. and two. In, con- in conference. They're the second favorite, right? Um, but I, I do like Longwood better here. I think Longwood has the uh, – they, they've got the dogs to win this thing. Although UNC Asheville smoked Longwood at Longwood the, the last game of the season. So maybe I, – I, I was a little surprised that Longwood was the favorite. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to get some value on They're them. very close. So it's it's not going to be – I won't have a futures bet on this, on this conference, but I, I do think it's one of those two top teams. The OVC tournament, that's the Ohio Valley, gets underway. Moorhead State is your favorite. Yeah, this is a conference that's gone under uh, – it's been a massive change in the last year. So if you remember the OVC for the last several years, it's been Belmont, uh, Murray State. It's been a pretty good basketball league. Austin P has been good for the last several years. So it's been a good run for the OVC. All those teams left. Uh, Belmont and Murray go to the Missouri Valley. Uh, Austin P goes to the Atlantic Sun, where they're a total train wreck in, in a, a worse conference. But 
this is this is not surprising that Moorhead has kind of stepped up and become the class of the OVC. Uh, they are a very physical team. They can go fast. This is a fun team to watch. They're far and away, in my opinion, the best team in the Ohio Valley. So I'd be shocked if anybody jumped up and beat them. Yeah, with so much drama in the OVC. Fresh off his 71-point performance, Damian Lillard and the Portland Trail Blazers lose at Golden State, 123-105. Golden State, of course they lost. Yeah, because Golden the State. Warriors yeah, are 25 and 7 at home, and they have 32 wins. 25 of them are at home. Uh, so the Blazers lose 123-105. McKenzie gave out Damian Lillard under 37 and a half points, which we not, laughed about. Yeah, not only did he give it out, he laughed at the idea that that was really the number. Which yeah, is... we laughed about it on yesterday's show, why that line was so high. McKenzie, how exactly how overinflated was that line? On the season, Lillard's averaging 32.1 points per game. Good spot, bad defense. Jordan Poole's going to be out there. Most scenarios, they might bump him a point, two points. Okay, hot streak. Maybe another point. We're up to three points. That's 35, which I think was very, very generous. Two and a half points higher than that. It was absurd. I'm mad at myself, not because I didn't bet more on 37 and a half. I got my piece in. I should have bet under 26 and a half. Like, they would have been three, four, five to one. The, when yeah. you set the expe- expectation that high, this is an average Lillard game. You watch him for 10 years, you saw this game, you wouldn't think anything of it. This happens all the time. He started out six for nine, ended up three for 12 down the stretch. That happens to shooters like him. He's not Steph Curry. You know, his three-point percentage for his career is like 38%, not 45. So Damian Lillard finishes with 25 points last night. He only scored four points in the second half. Is that is that right? I got up to six. Six points bucket, in the got second half. Got a bucket half. in the fourth. Okay. At the very end. That is uh, an easy cash on the under. And just a lesson to all of you out there. The books want you to bet overs. They yep. will tax you on the overs. So the ticket count, more people bet over than under. The handle was 80% to the under. That's why. the line didn't even budge because there's that much <laughs> public interest out there. By the way, how valuable he is to his team. When he was 6-for-9, they were up by 20, ended up losing by 20 when he went cold. They don't really have any other options. Wow. Uh, Also going cold, the Clippers, since acquiring Russell Westbrook, they have played three games since Russell Westbrook has become a member of the Clippers, switching locker rooms at the Staples Center. They lose to the Kings in that ridiculous uh, multi-overtime game. They lose to the Nuggets, and now a loss to the Timberwolves. Yeah, and two of these games, they were favored by seven points. Uh, it's not like they don't look – it's not like Westbrook hasn't helped. They look much, much worse. So that's <laughs> that's got to be concerning. And I was surprised the first day when they started him. I wonder if it was because, you know, just let's just see how they come together and it's kind of like celebrate him. They shouldn't start him. It hasn't worked. And just upset the apple cart when you were like a fifth seed, bringing in a, bringing in a guy like Westbrook, I thought that was a mistake. The Bucks have won 15 straight games. Is that is that accurate? Like, they're the opposite of the San Antonio Spurs? Yes. Uh, you mind your tongue. Right. Spurs have won one straight. Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean no to. No moss last Did night. not mean to Last night they said, we're done. The San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> but the Bucks have won 15 straight games now. Giannis scores 33 as they just uh, handle the Brooklyn Nets. Although Bridges did have 31 points. This, this Nets team, they're going to, do you think they're going to win a playoff game? Yes, I think they're going to face the Bucks two seven matchup. Giannis will be cold one game. They're going to lose in five. You think the Bucks are going to be the two seed? Because after today, they they moved into the one. They spot. did move into the one seed. ESPN did the projections. I happen to see this on Get Up that the Celtics have a fifty one percent chance. Um, I think be- it's a little bit higher than that, but I'm not sure. It's, I think it's, it's a coin flip. I think it's wild that during this, you know, the the fifteen game, or I guess this, let's just say the last ten, this ten zero run for Milwaukee, the Buck, the Celtics have gone seven and three. And like they've lost, they, they, the Bucks are now the number one team. Like the, the Celtics are playing well, it's just the Bucks are on this freakish run. Fifteen straight wins is is very impressive. Uh, they're now forty four and seventeen on the season. Uh, the Lakers, life without LeBron James for now, lose to the Grizzlies one twenty one one hundred nine. Anthony Davis twenty eight and nineteen. Boy, we said uh, laying minus three twenty on the double double was a pretty safe bet yep. as uh, he definitely uh, almost had did it those twice. Rebounds. Yeah, 
The 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 28 points though, 19 rebounds, zero assists, so nowhere close to a triple double. Right, and uh, what do we say? You can't pass the ball to himself. Uh, very very difficult job moving the ball around without LeBron James out there. Lakers 26 turnovers to the Grizzlies seven. You will lose 100 percent of the games that, where that is the case. Is is this now? Watching this game without LeBron James, are you concerned for the Lakers moving forward? I mean, they could say D'Angelo Russell wasn't out there and they're going to get him back, but yes, they they. Dennis Schroeder had a play where he, he threw it right into a double team, and then he just stopped and looked chagrined while five Grizzlies ran back and did an alley-oop. And he was immediately benched. But the fact that it happened in the first place, it's it's a bad look. It's like they've given up on the season. The Hawks lose in Quinn Snyder's coaching debut, 119-116, despite 31 points from Trey Young. Bradley Beal scored 37 for the Wizards. No concern for the Hawks, though? No, and I was surprised that the line moved up. I know Przingis was out, but it moved all the way from uh, six to seven and a half. And there's some excitement in the building. But you asked me this in pre-production, you know, what do you do when there's a big star coming into town? Generally, you want to fade him. Generally, there's a lot of excitement and there's even more excitement on the other end to beat him, to beat that guy that all the buzz is about. So uh, not surprised that the Wizards pulled off this upset. Well, that plays perfectly into tonight's matchups where Kevin Durant Expected to make his Phoenix Suns debut tonight. Wow. At Charlotte. Wow. Phoenix, a 10-point favorite on the road against the Hornets. Do, do you have the cojones to say? That's really the question. Give me the Hornets. Because there's no, no Lamelo. Exactly. And and what does that mean to the Hornets franchise? That this is the game that everyone's going to watch, that they can prove something, that they can have an agent game. They're going to be amped for this game. The Suns, on the other hand, they're going to be easing it in. And let's try this set we worked out in practice. He's could, not going to get a full load of minutes, I no, would think. He, he, yeah, he, he wouldn't. He shouldn't. I would only play the Hornets, but I'm no kind of scared to play the Hornets. I think I didn't want to do it. 10-point home dog. I mean, it, hey, who's going to do all their scoring? Who's it, Terry Rozier? Is that – I mean – There's like 500 guys in the NBA that on their night can put up 30. Yeah. I mean, there's they can do it. If, if they're all in and they, and they play with intensity on the defensive end, they're going to have somebody get hot. I guess so. I just I, – I would not – I would not bet them with that mellow now. Bulls, five-and-a-half-point favorites at Detroit. Second of a back-to-back for Chicago after losing last night. This is an interesting line to me. The Boston Celtics laying six-and-a-half, hosting the Cavs. That seems like a pretty big number. It is a big number. I mean, this is saying that they're three-and-a-half points better on a neutral. Uh, Nothing on the season would give you that indication. But the Celtics do have an incredible track record after a loss to play their best defensive basketball. So maybe the market's reacting to that. Can they play their best defensive basketball given the health of their backcourt right now? I mean, Marcus Smart came back and played limited minutes off the bench. Uh, They can. Yeah, they they, they definitely have the capability. The 76ers. Uh, In fact, I would look at the Cavs team total under if I was going to play that game. The 76ers and the Heat, we're going to call that a pick The Nets, seven-point dogs at the Knicks, who the Knicks might be the second hottest team in the NBA right now. Uh, is seven too big of a number to lay with the, the red-hot Knicks? Let me ask you this question, Scott. Do you think there's a home court advantage in Madison Square Garden or in Barclays Center when the Nets play the Knicks? Um, Obviously, there's no travel. Yeah, well, there's no in the Barclays Center. It's it, there's no there's no home court advantage for the Nets. Um, the numbers prove that. Yeah, but as far as Madison Square Garden, you're gonna get without the stars now for the Nets. You know, without Durant, without Kyrie Irving, it's less attractive for the corporate slash celebrity crowd to go to a Knicks Nets game. Right. Because you go to a Knicks Nets game in the past couple of years, it's 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 pretty. It's not about cheering for. It's about seeing Jay Z. Exactly. It's not about <laughs> cheering for either team. It's about just you know you're going to see a Knicks Nets. You're going to see Kevin Durant at the Garden. You're going to see Kyrie Irving at the Garden. Like it's just a marquee event to be at. But uh, the Knicks are playing well, and so you think maybe more of the local flavor, more of the guys yes. that just love the Knicks. There. Yes, I think you're going to get a a, a very uh, amped up Knicks crowd. That the, the, I think the Garden faithful will be loud to beat the Brooklyn Nets. My numbers make it five and a half. I could see a big home court advantage being a little bit of an edge here for the Knicks. And also, I might just be late on the take on the Knicks. They've been red, red hot. All right, let's talk about what kind of home court advantage will the Houston Rockets have tonight? <laughs> they're they're catching nine and a half at home against the Grizzlies. The Grizzly, Are the Grizzlies the kind of team you want to lay nine and a half points with on the road right now? They feel kind of, uh, I mean, listen, I'm certainly not advocating yeah. backing the Rockets. I've said they know their job. They it's know a rock and hard doing. place because the Grizzlies haven't been, you know, the Grizzlies of the last, you know, really the last month. 
but uh, the Rockets look like the worst team in basketball with a bullet. Uh, I would have probably lay it. You would you would lay yes. it if you if you were forced. Yeah. Oh God! It, I mean, because I think it's the, the Hornets. I, I see some like vigor. The Rockets seem real real bad. It <laughs> that's a good way to describe it. I you know what? I agree. Never mind. Uh, I stand corrected. Magic catching nine and a half at the Bucks. We just talked about the Bucks winning fifteen straight. Uh, hard to picture them losing this one, although nine and a half is, you know, you got to cover the number. Uh, Wouldn't be surprised if Giannis sat this game. So if, they, if he sits, it probably moves to uh, minus five. So maybe catch some value if, if you get, get wind of that news. Uh, Lakers plus one and a half at the Thunder. Both teams played yesterday. What's the, what are the thoughts? No LeBron. Obviously, the Lakers are shorthanded. Uh, how do you feel like they match up here? Uh, so SEA goes from right angle soreness straight into the health and safety protocols. <sighs> I'm not a conspiracy theorist, except when I am every single day. I am very suspicious of the Oklahoma City Thunder. They did it again. They fooled me. You said it came March, and I'm like, they're good. They're finally good. They're making the playoffs. No, they're not. And they, they're too smart for that. We've talked about it. they don't really have a reason to tank because they've got a number one pick coming back next year. Like they'll get Chet More Holmgren. Better picks. More better picks. I guess I so. Guess. I don't know. Man, it, it does feel disappointing. And last, yeah, they should be building. They got Chet Holmgren. Last game, the Pelicans catching two and a half. At the Blazers, Blazers coming off this loss. Wonder what can we check the the points prop for Dame Lillard? Yes, and see how much lower it is than thirty seven and a half. <laughs> Just it's such so a crazy it, it number. Looks like it's not up yet, but yes, this is going to come back to reality. It's going to be thirty three and a half. Okay, that sounds a little more normal. So there you go. That's the NBA slate for tonight. It finally happened, guys. I've been touting it for a little over a week now, right? Called it. Patrick Kane is a member of the New York Rangers. I told you guys this was coming. <laughs> this, Thanks, AJ. Yeah. It finally happened. Great insight. The- so, someone actually <laughs> tweeted and was like, Scott and AJ have been saying this for weeks. I'm like, damn right I have. <laughs> yeah, damn right he has. Uh, I gave out the Rangers at 14 to 1. To win the Stanley Cup on last week's Dream Pod, they're down to 11 nice. to 1 now to win Lord Stanley's Cup. Patrick Kane, the Rangers, like I said on yesterday's show, they just needed to clear up the salary cap space. And what they also did was they used the Arizona Coyotes as money launderers. So the Coyotes got involved. It's actually a three team deal with the Blackhawks where the Coyotes get some draft compensation and take on, you know, two and a half million dollars of Patrick. What, what's happening is Chicago's paying 50% of the uh, salary, but the Coyotes are paying half of that 50%. Like it's just, it's, or half of the Rangers, half, whatever it is. Thank you for helping us clean the money. Good deal, better deal than you expected for the Blackhawks for my Blackhawks, or worse deal than you expected for my. No, Blackhawks? the Blackhawks are just moving on. That's it. They're, they're, they they're, got a second round something. They're, right? re, they're restarting, but for the New York Rangers. <laughs> All right, let's move on. On their roster, we don't now, care about the Blackhawks. <laughs> well, I picked against the Blackhawks in, in Arizona, and they lost. Glad we could cash for so, me. Yeah, cashed for me. Uh, the Rangers now have eight current or former All Stars on their roster. I'm going to count it as seven because backup goaltender Yaroslav Halak, who was an All Star back you, in the day, you can't play seven. I don't, I, don't I, don't count, time. I don't count him, but Shesterkin was an all-star this year. Zabenejad an all-star this year. Panarin, Fox, Tarasenko, Kane, and, and you throw in Kreider in, in the mix. This is a— Messier. This is, yeah, a stacked lineup right now. Is there still value at 11-1? to Are they the best I, team in the league? I don't know if they're the best team in the league. I think Boston would have something to say about that for sure. They don't sure. have seven All-Stars. <laughs> they're a star-studded team. Boston's got quite a few. Uh, right now, if the playoffs started today, Boston is your one seed in the uh, Eastern Conference. Boston is uh, running away with the President's Trophy, which is the most points in the NHL. They have 99 points right now. Uh, and then you have Carolina as the top seed in the Metropolitan. Rangers are the third seed in the Metropolitan, which means they would play the Devils if the playoffs started today. Rangers are six points back of the Devils. Doesn't matter because two and three play each other in the division. So really if you want to avoid playing in that two-three matchup, then they would have to catch the Carolina Hurricanes for the one seed. Possible. Not likely though. Devils are tough though. So like it seems like, tough. seems like it's a, the Eastern Conference is a murderer's row period. It's well, yeah. It's gonna be you look at the way that you have Boston Toronto and Tampa are the top three in the Atlantic. 
Carolina, New Jersey, and New York are the top three in the Metropolitan. The Islanders and the Penguins are your wild cards right now. These are all tough outs. In the West, everybody is everyone's in the same boat. Dallas, Minnesota, and Colorado in the Central Division are, are separated by one point each. And then Vegas, L.A., and the Kraken are Vegas and L.A. are tied. The Kraken are four points back. And then the wild cards, Edmonton and Winnipeg, are just a point back each. Can I bet the East versus the West over the West? Uh, you might be able to. Yeah, I'm going to find that problem. I like that. See if you can bet the Like Eastern, a Super Bowl, AFC, yeah. NFC problem. Eastern Conference over the Well, yeah, because the Eastern Conference will be favored because you're going to have Boston in there and Carolina have the top two points in the entire NHL. Plus and then, the Rangers? And then think Don't about Don't sleep this. on the Rangers, Scott. Think about this. <laughs> your Rangers. Well, the Rangers right now. That's what, You should just start calling them your Rangers, McKenzie. <laughs> piss Scott off. Well, the Rangers right now who are the, let's just call it the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, if we were just ordering it by points, the Rangers would be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's it's probably a good... The, the Rangers have 77 points. It's probably a big favorite then to, to bet the Eastern Conference over the West. The Rangers have 77 points. The best record in the Western Conference is the Vegas Golden Knights at 76 points. Wow. And now above the Rangers in the East... Devils have uh, – Tampa has 78, Devils have 83, Carolina 86, Boston 99. Like, the East is, yeah, yeah playing really, really well. Now, you could also say, this, is it because, like, the bottom of the East is very bad? Because you got some bad teams that everyone's beating up on. You're beating up on Columbus and Montreal and the likes. But I can say the same thing about Anaheim and Chicago, the two worst teams in hockey, throw in San Jose as well. So, uh, everyone's got bad teams. Everyone's got good teams. It's going to be a fun rest of the NHL season tonight. Patrick Kane likely making his Rangers debut. Rangers, Flyers on TNT. Of course they had to get this deal done, right? It's the TNT nationally televised game. They have to have Patrick Kane, number 88. The only thing that would make it better is if it was at the Garden. But no, it's in Philly. Rangers minus 205. I might find a way to look at Patrick Kane's over shots on goal prop. I think playing on a new team. Now, the only thing that gives me a little bit of hesitancy is that does he want to uh, endear himself to his new teammates by trying to set them up? Does he does he play a passive style, whereas, hey, I'm not going to shoot as much. I'm going to set you up. He's probably going to be on that second line with Artemi Panarin, who was – teammates with him in Chicago. So those two have a relationship playing with each other. Maybe the way to play this, maybe it's like play Patrick Kane to get a point. Cause I think he's going to get an assist. Yeah. I, I think the shots on goal would be a, it'd be opposite of the way I would want to look. I would think I'd worry about how much time he's going to be on the ice. If it's his first game, like maybe they don't, maybe they ease him in slowly. Uh, he had ten, in his final, in his last four games for Chicago before he sat out, he had mm -hmm. 10 points. Yeah, in four games. But I mean, we, like, <laughs> yeah. like we just talked about in the NBA, McKenzie, like that that first game, like every everybody who bets on hockey is going to say Patrick Kane. We got to bet the over. Mm -hmm. So maybe it'll move, but that's not necessarily saying it's. Do you think he's going to play more? Be, does, what gives you the thought that he's going to play a lot of minutes in this game? Uh, just because he'll be on that second line, and and you think the second yeah. line works like like yeah. a glove. Yeah, they've course. already announced that what the lines are going to be. No, but based on the projections, uh, you're not going to. The top line has been Kreider, Zabinijad, and um, Tarasenko ever since they got Tarasenko. I would assume that Patrick Kane slides into the second line with Artemi Panarin and Vincent Trocek because, again, Panarin and Kane played together. And that's something the in Chicago. The bookies are not going to be thinking about that they have this is what he does on the season and they're going to have some sort of adjustment yeah so if you're saying i think the matchup is going to work this way i could see other there's now there's no props on him just yet because we don't know if he's playing tonight right if he plays tonight another way you could look at it as well is artemi panarin look at his points because and right now his over 0.5 points is minus 230 did you know his first goal in his career was set up by patrick kane oh you didn't know that i did know that yes <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm, I'm a hockey guy. But that's the other thing. Like when it, when the pro if if it's announced he's going to play mm -hmm. and the props do come up, yeah. My general thought is to bet unders just in case he plays yeah, a little gonna, bit yeah. and then comes it, off the it, ice. Yeah. Like it could be. Could it be. could just be a ceremonial. Like hey, this is going to be our new guy. And that yeah. is a free money. 
Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, but I do like the Rangers in this matchup. Uh, I think this is this is an all-in team right now. Uh, the Maple Leafs at the Oilers. This is going to be an incredible game. Toronto is minus 130, total of 6.5. Coyotes playing the second night of a back-to-back after an impressive 4-1 win over Chicago. They now have to go to Dallas to play the Stars. You're probably going to get Connor Ingram in net for Arizona because Vermelka played last night. So Dallas, a rightful minus 365 favorite, even though uh, they have not played their best hockey as of late. Dallas has lost six of their last seven games, and now they're minus 365. Boy, if it wasn't the Coyotes, I'd be all over whoever the visiting team was. Weren't the Coyotes just minus 170 favorites over somebody? At home against the Blackhawks. Man, that team's bad. Yeah. My Blackhawks. <laughs> uh, the Devils are at the Avalanche. Colorado is minus 130. The Avs have won six straight games. Things are looking up. In Colorado. Capitals are at the Ducks. Washington minus 190. And the Hurricanes here in town to play the Knights. Carolina minus 140. What? Do we take VGK as home dogs? Disrespectful. Home dogs? They've lost lost three out of their last four, the Knights have. So uh, total in that one is five and a half, though. That is a low total. Carolina has won five of their last six. And even before that, oh, this is going to be very, I mean, Carolina has won three, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 12 of their last 15 games. Well, no, 12 of their last 14. Oh, my goodness. Carolina's good. They're good at sports. <laughs> They're really good. 12 of their last 14, 14 of their last. What was that, 17? Does that make sense? Sounds yeah. right. They are very, very good at hockey. Uh, before we get out of here, let's do, uh, do some housekeeping here in the NFL, some news and notes. The Bucks have cut Leonard Fournette. Fournette says it was his choice, so good for you, I guess. Yeah, uh, does congrats. Fournette, does Fournette still have anything left in the tank that he could provide for a team, and what team is that? I think Leonard Fournette's days as a number one running back for a team are, are gone. Uh, is, I mean, is is there a spot on a team somewhere for him? I would guess so. Uh, he'd have to prove himself to me, though. I'd, 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 if he came into shape in or into camp in you know fat shape, I'd be like, no, no, thanks. <laughs> but like, I want to sure see if it's it. It's just because the names are so similar. But is there any Gareth Blunt type possibilities for his future? He comes back, he's pissed off. He comes back in shape. Maybe so. Both like, I mean, honestly, backs. if I saw Leonard Fournette show up in shape, I'd be interested in him. But like, right. I don't want, I, I don't want Fat Lenny showing up and saying, yeah. "Hey well, guys, like, I'll work but, my but way into you this." You want playoff Lenny? And look, he yeah. said that winning's the only thing that matters to him right now, which is why he, you know, stayed around. Then once he, he said Tom Brady retiring, like made his choice. He didn't want to be on the Bucks anymore. Sure. So you got to figure that he, if he's gonna play, it's only gonna be for a contender. Why not? Like a team like Buffalo, they could use a hard. Uh, a I feel hard like short yardage backs have a yeah. longer shelf life. I feel like he, you know, five touchdowns a season. That's what we need from you. I mean, why I mean, not? It, or, or maybe he. I don't know. There, there's got to be a contender out there that, that can use Leonard Fournette. He's only 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah. you'd, you'd think there's there's something there. Um, you know, I remember this is a guy who who played high school ball in New Orleans, played college ball at LSU. Uh, the Saints wouldn't be a shocking place for him to land, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially with the, uh, you know, Camara's all wrapped up in some yeah. legal issues. So uh, who knows what, what's going to happen with that. Uh, elsewhere, the Bengals have said that they are not trading T. Higgins. Uh, I guess a lot of teams have been calling and asking if T. Higgins is on the block. I think the other teams are seeing, hey, you guys are about to have to pay Jamar Chase. You guys are about to have to pay Joe Burrow. No chance you're going to pay T. Higgins what his market value is. Why don't you let us give you something for him? Yeah. The Bengals are saying, we've got a chance to win right now. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take the risk of losing T. Higgins for nothing when the time comes and have him through the through the you know extent of this contract and try to win a Super Bowl. And I think that is what they want to do. But if they wanted to trade him for maximum value, wouldn't they say exactly the same thing? Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. like- That's true. And he but, said, the, the GM said, my job is to make the Bengals the best possible team. Like, that leaves it open. That's not, he can't, he wouldn't say, like, oh, I'm a hypocrite if he ended up trading him. You know? Yeah, but I mean. But if, Higgins is a valuable piece. I think they both, they think that. The Bengals don't strike me as a team that are, like, 
playing for the long-term future. Right. Yeah. The Bengals right. realize this is their this is probably their best chance because after this season, Joe Burrow becomes a very rich man and it's harder and harder to keep a roster around him. Yeah. This is their this is this the the season for them to do. This is what I've I've said this a couple times. This upcoming season for the Bengals is the same salary situation that it was for the Bills last yeah. year. Like the, they were overwhelming the, favorites. To the win best the opportunity for them to win the Super Bowl was last year. The yeah. Bills roster going forward year to year mm-hmm. will only get worse. Yes. A- after this year for the Bengals, same thing applies to them. So when you've got your quarterback on the rookie deal, you want to surround him with as much talent as possible. If T. Higgins goes off and becomes a free agent after that, God bless him. Go get your money. Hopefully, the Bengals will say, you want us a Super Bowl ring before you left. And remember, this is the franchise that everyone said they got a drafted lineman. They got to, you know, keep it safe, build for the long term. And they're like, Jamar Chase is the best player on the board. We're going to take Jamar Chase. Yep. Forward thinking in that. Worked out. Well, speaking of uh, rookie contracts for quarterbacks, the Dolphins have to make a decision on whether or not to pick up Tua's fifth-year option. They have until May 1st, which is the deadline. Tua is going into the last guaranteed season of his rookie deal. The fifth-year option for 2024 would be $23.2 million. Um, Mike McDaniel said the team has not made a decision yet. Honestly, Given what happened this past year with the multiple concussions, mm-hmm. I don't think I could pick up this guy's fifth-year option. I think he has to prove that he can get through an entire season healthy this year I'm and not you. miss any time. Because, God forbid, this guy has another concussion this season. Yeah, He doesn't have a future. Here's the thing. And if if Tua has a fully healthy season where he plays 17 games and it looks like he looked in the first half of last mm-hmm. season – are, are you really, like, going to be considering, well, do we really want to pay him or not? If he has a full, healthy year like that, you're of course him. you're going to pay him. Yeah. So you, why worry about this one extra year? I, I think that the Dolphins are I think the Dolphins are in a good spot where they can say, this is a prove-it year. If you look like the first half of this season, you get paid big time. You're yeah. a top-ten paid quarterback. If you don't, you're probably playing for somebody else next year. Well, look at what the Giants are doing. Going through right now with Daniel Jones. Giants the Giants great, yeah. did not pick up Daniel Jones's option. They said, we're going to see what happens this year. Jones went out and proved it and is now in line to make some money or he's going to be playing elsewhere. Yeah. So I think the Dolphins are in a similar situation with Tua. Uh, also dealing with the quarterback situation is the Seattle Seahawks. They are talking with Geno Smith about getting a deal done, but they also hold the number five overall pick which they could use on a quarterback. You are now, what's his name, John Schneider, the GM? Yeah. You are John Schneider, A.J. Hoffman. Do you draft a quarterback at number five? Or and, or maybe you, maybe you move up. Maybe you move up to one, two, whatever, because you want to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Do you make a move for a quarterback in the top five with that pick, whether you trade up or not, or... Do you sign Geno Smith? Here's what I do. I make it public that even if we do sign Geno Smith, we may still draft a quarterback number five overall, and then I wait for my phone to ring from teams who were convinced that we wouldn't be drafting a quarterback and now want that number five pick. So you move from five to like nine or ten. I don't. There's no quarterback that I. There's no quarterback I want who's going to be available at number five. But with with all the 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 draft commodities that they have you, you maybe they move maybe they can move up to where the bears are at number one that's they, it's a possibility but <laughs> while i say there's no quarterback i would be looking to draft at number five there's no quarterback available at one or two that i'm looking to trade a bunch of assets up to, to mm-hmm. get so i'm not in love with anybody in this draft enough to trade away future assets to go up to one or two and i don't like anybody after those top two to take a, a third guy with the top five pick sorry will levis so, so what do you do, Josh Snyder? I, I, tr- I try to trade back, and if if a quarterback's there for me, awesome. If not, uh, I draft the but best is available also, player, and I draft a project quarterback in the second but round. this is with the caveat that you have signed Geno Smith, sure. and he is going to be your starting quarterback moving forward. Yeah, well, well moving forward, like as for in this, year. this coming year, yeah, I'm not marrying Geno Smith either. Uh, John Schneider's a man with a lot of options right now, and he doesn't have to commit to anything long term. Uh, so I, I, I actually, it's not an ideal spot because you're not going to get one of those top two quarterbacks, 
but it's not the worst spot to be in because I do think that that's still a valuable pick to a lot of people. I could see them getting some good value for it. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, I certainly was amazed by what Geno Smith did this year. I didn't think he deserved to win comeback player of the year because you don't come back from being a bad quarterback. To didn't them. he say don't call it a comeback? Yeah, to that effect? exactly. So take that for what it is. But let, let me let me ask you this, Joe, mm-hmm. as John Schneider, I'm going to ask you as Joe Douglas. Okay. Would you want Geno Smith to be the quarterback of the Jets? Mm, been there, done that. Can't do it. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, while you're you're saying I was amazed by what he did, you don't want him quarterback in your team. Nope. No, thank you. Nope. So I think it, like. It's a it's a it's a more difficult decision than people think it is. People are looking at Geno Smith and going, "Look what he did this year! It's so obvious. You got to give him some money." I don't know. Like if you see a guy who's had several years of nothingness and one year of great, do you suddenly pay him like he's great? I think it's like what the Giants are having to do with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. It's like, wh- why weren't you ever good before? Why are you good right now? This, it, what's real? All the previous years or this one data point? I think there's a conversation to be had. Well, uh, speaking of conversations to be had, Mackenzie, did you see the report about your general manager, John Lynch, saying that the 49ers are going to explore the veteran quarterback market? I did not. So he says, quote, we may have to look at the quarterback market. (laughs) That's the quote. In addition to Brock and Trey, uh, to insulate ourselves from whatever may happen. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people said it was harsh or cruel even in the 49ers community, but he said right after, you know, in their exit interviews, Trey Lance got to prove he can stay healthy. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt every couple games. Trey Lance gets gets hurt every couple quarters so far in his career. It hasn't worked out, so... um, I think Trey Lance is the starter, but I would not mind to see a, a veteran in there to to push him and to be there if he gets hurt. And the veteran's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, John Lynch no. ruled that out. They they're, they are not going to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo. So you, you start to wonder who is that veteran quarterback that's going to be on the market in, in free agency that the 49ers can bring in. I'll throw a name out there that I think, I mean, he'll, he'll cost you a little, but he's not going to cost you a ton, is Mike White, a guy who— That's threw- not—no. That's not that. That's not the type of veteran that you bring. In. Is he a veteran at this? Point? I mean, yeah. Four who, years who, who, what kind of veteran do you think you bring in? That's gonna say you're gonna say, hey, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, we're gonna bring you in. You're probably gonna start two games until Brock Purdy comes back, and then you're sitting. You think Carson Wentz is up for that? I, I don't. I think there's no well, way they're looking at if like it ain't Carolina. That's the only. He's, he's <laughs> Keenum, somebody like this. I'm, th- I'm thinking of a, a guy who is Brian like a, purely a backup, like Andy Dalton. I wouldn't mind Andy Dalton in the. Maroon and gold. Teddy Bridgewater, even better. I mean, these are yeah, these are the type of guys you have to be looking for, like proven guys in the NFL. Not Mike White, who had a couple of you know, you know, novel starts for the Jets. You need a vet. You need when you say veteran backup, a, you need a guy with a lot of game experience because Mike White is essentially Brock Purdy or Trey Lance, just less less athletic. Blaine Gabbert, not enough experience. What, what? How Play. is that not enough experience? Not enough playing. Not enough good experience. Yeah, not enough good wins. playing experience. I, I, the, I, so you're looking at it totally different I'm than I am. I'm looking at a guy. I'm looking a, at this I'm guy. I'm planning at, on being my third string quarterback no, 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 no. by the end no, 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 of the year. No, no, no. I'm looking at a guy that. My, I'm looking at a guy that could possibly be the second string quarterback, because I don't know what's going to happen with the health status of Trey Lance and and Brock Purdy. You know what coaches would say? Oh, I don't think about. You know, for a second. I just want to, you know, three yes. quarterbacks. And I so want three good football So here's players. what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a veteran that on that roster, if I had to play him for a game I believe we can win or with any two of these guys. games, I'm completely comfortable with it. And Andy Dalton's that guy. Marcus Mariota is that guy. Uh, those the, Jacoby Brissett. These are the type of guys. Well, Brissett could probably be a starter in this league still. Uh, that would be, you know, the kind of quarterbacks I think the 49ers might be able to bring in. I don't know. I, I I think they've got so much already committed to the quarterback position. And I guess salary, it's not a whole lot because Trey Lance isn't on like What's a, Baker Mayfield doing next year? I'm, we should have Baker Mayfield. I, I, you know, that's a it's a good name. I I just think that if you're if you're saying the that they should take one of like the five best quarterbacks on the market, 
I, I look at it differently than you do. I, I think that they look at two guys that they've got on their roster right now that they're pretty sure one of those two guys is going to pan out to be the future. I would just be looking for someone who can fill in a couple games here and there if, if there's something physically wrong with those two guys. We thank you guys for listening each and every morning or really whenever you listen throughout the day because that's the beauty of podcasts is you can listen at your own leisure. Do you say leisure or leisure? I say leisure. At your own leisure? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I normally say. Leisure is the sound, proper way. You sound fancier. Yeah, the proper way is to say leisure, right? There's no proper way to speak English. We're all just making stuff up. I just think, like, it's like saying it's the Premier League, not the Premier League. Yeah, anyone that says the Premier League is going to get punched in the face if it comes around my neighborhood. <laughs> but that's how you're supposed to say it. I think so. It's the Premier League. Yeah, I wouldn't punch him in the face. Yeah. I bet talk a big game. Do you say advertisement or advertisement? Oh, I say controversial. And uh, what's the really weird one? Margarine. I say all the weird shit. You, I've never heard margarine. I think that's I've, how you say it. I've never heard that. The, great thing, it. the great thing about being McKenzie is you could just be like, I was an English major at Yale. Are you <laughs> going to argue with me about this shit? You get to make stuff up better than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got full, I've got a piece of paper that says whatever I say is better than what you say, dum-dum. I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, <laughs> here's the promo code. Now pass the margarine. <laughs> you're, you're, all, you're all just waiting for it. Like, shut up and give us the Pass the off. margarine. <laughs> margarine? Yes, it just changed. All right. Is it, margarine 20. No. Is it eggs or eggs? Obviously eggs. Well, that's the promo code for today. Eggs20. <laughs> E-G-G-S-2-0. Eggs20 will be the promo that's code. That's a weird promo code. Why? It's like breakfast time. So okay. you wake up with us. We, we've, we've had promo codes like rise and sunshine and wake up and get out of okay. bed. I, I want to change my answer. It is eggs. I said eggs. No one says eggs. That's cool. It's eggs with an A-Y, even though it's not spelled that way. Eggs? That's how you say eggs. Well, Give me some eggs. Well, you know what's crazy is like hey, e- eggs, please. Eggs are so expensive now. I know. So eggs though, cheap. What? <laughs> the off brand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can buy eggs or you can buy powdered eggs. Yeah. Ketchup, 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 ketchup. Uh, eggs twenty promo code would get you twenty percent off anything you'd like at pregame.com. Unfortunately, it doesn't give you twenty percent off of eggs at the supermarket. Uh, head on over to pregame.com. If you're not a member, sign up because it's free to sign up and you get twenty five free dollars to spend on anything you'd like at pregame.com. Whether it's a daily best bet or a season-long package. We got exciting times coming up with March Madness, obviously NBA, NHL, and also baseball season will be here before we know it. So take advantage of all the incredible offers we have at pregame.com and take 20% off on us using the promo code EGGS20. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are EGGS, straight out of Vegas, AM.